together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verse 9 to verse 16. In those days when Elijah came to Horeb, the mount of God, he lodged in a cave, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. In the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle. And he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for you, the Lord, the God of hosts. For the sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and slain your prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life. To take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be the king over Syria, and Jehu, son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel. Meholaha, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. I'm, I'm moved by, by this phenomenon. Elijah has gone hiding into the cave. And God looks for him, searches for him. He finds him in the cave where he was when he was hiding and the Lord comes to, to visit him to see him. And you hear in the conversation when the Lord asks him what are you doing here Elijah? He says I have been very jealous for the Lord the God of Israel because the people have forsaken the covenant. They've broken down the altars. They've slain your prophets. I'm the only one who's left. And they seek to take away my life. Sometimes we can go through a lot. Where we feel that the walls are colliding against us. Sometimes life can be difficult. Sometimes it can be unbearable. Sometimes it can be painful. 
And sometimes we, we can be lost. And so we, we ask ourselves, what's going on? What, what is happening? So we don't know how to respond. And we go through a lot alone. There are a few things that happens here that draws my attention. The first one is the Lord who comes and there are different phenomena that takes place. The first one, there is a great strong wind, an earthquake that breaks everything. It breaks the rocks into pieces. But God is not in there. And after the wind, there was a great earthquake. But God was not in the earthquake. Neither was he in the fire. Then there is a gentle breeze. And God is there. God cannot be found in chaos. God cannot be find, found where there is disunity. God cannot be found where there is no life. And, and, and we see these things in, a, in our own lives, in our own faith, in our own families, in our own communities, in our own relationships. And so if we proclaim and profess Jesus as our Lord and God, he cannot live where there is disharmony. God cannot be found where there is chaos. God cannot be found where there is disunity. And so we are challenged to look for God and to, to leave him in this place of of peace, of harmony, of love, of understanding, of forgiveness. There's also another element that speaks to me, that God is so gentle. It is easy to miss his voice. It is easy to ignore his word. It does not bulldoze us. It does not walk all over us. He's gentle. He plants the seed. He nudges us. But he never forces us. Then I also see another element which is quite interesting. God says to, to Elijah, go and anoint Hazael 
as a king over Syria. Jehu as a king over Israel. Don't forget to anoint Elisha. And Elisha will be a prophet after you. Talk about succession plan. God is clear about whom he wants. And so you find God preparing the Israelites, his people, for a better future. Am I part of a solution or am I part of the problem? How do I work with that? How do I plan around that? It's important to remember that. And we need God in our lives. We need him to intervene. We need him to guide us. We need him to train us. I love the openness of Elijah. He just said to God, I'm the only one who is left and they want to kill me. And God says to him, I will give you assistance. I'll give you people who will journey with you. I'll give you people who will support you. And he doesn't reject that from God. There's a big danger that I can reject the assistance that God wants to give me. I can walk away from the grace that God has planned for my well-being. I can easily do that. But Elijah is open to God. He wants to do that which God knows is good for the salvation of souls. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I offer up to you all my thoughts, words, actions, joys, and hopes, griefs, and anxieties of this day. I ask you to grant me the grace to love and serve you and all those you send my way today. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.